get into geek. We are talking movies. I'm um, dare going to say the biggest movie, well, towards the end of the year. I can't remember everything else that's come out this year so far, but it's definitely the most anticipated one, I'm going to say, of 2021. My name is Mitch. Joining me, Matty Gibson. What's up? Hello, hello. And surprise, surprise, we are talking, because you've seen the, the title of the episode. It's no surprise. Spider-Man No Way Home. Is there a new Spider-Man movie out there? Who would have thought? I was unaware. I feel like we've been dissecting a movie that no one's seen for the past 14 months. (laughs) We're not going to be dissecting it uh, in all of its glory if you did see the title of this podcast. This is a non-spoiler. And I'm not going to be upset if you're not even wanting to listen to this one. If you are Mm. listening to it, that comment is redundant. But if you are a little bit hesitant and you're listening so far, don't be. We will make this a short podcast, I'm sure, because... Because I don't know that you can even say you love this movie without that kind of being a spoiler. Because people in their own heads are assessing someone else's enjoyment level, not even a reaction or a tweet or content, by way of their own filter and assuming that they then know what that means and it's therefore deemed a spoiler. Yeah, this is for everyone who still has their tinfoil hat on firmly (laughs) until they actually walk into the cinema and sit down and then take it off. Yeah. Make sure that they don't get spoiled for anything. And welcome along to the other people, though, that uh, are, are even bigger tinfoil hat wearers and are like, I'm not even going to listen to a non-spoilers podcast review until after I've definitely seen the film. Those are my kind of people. Oh, they're, 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 they're the best because, you know, I do that. It got to, I, I mean, we were lucky. We were, we were very lucky, Maddie and I. Uh, it's opening day. We're recording this on the Thursday, uh, 16th of December, opening day here in Australia. We got to see this two days ago, Tuesday the 14th. I can't believe how lucky we were to see this. Not only did mm. we see this, Maddie, we presented the film, the Queensland premiere, I'm going to call it. We presented it, um, and I just kept waiting for the last two months after I found out that we were getting this on the 14th for it to be taken away from us. And I didn't want that to happen mm. because through Sony as well, they've also obviously done Venom recently. We in Australia had to wait nearly two months to see Venom That's right. after the US. It opened up, I think, on the last day of September or the first day of October. We got it here on the 25th of November. I mean you and I got to see it a month early. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, we laugh, but I didn't want to I didn't want even a, a day to go past uh release date of not being able to see this film. So, we're certainly not going to make people who have to wait. And there's members of our very team get into geek here. We're in a message chat with with Dane McGurk, right? We're recording this 6 hours I know before he gets to go and watch this film. So Oh yeah, that's right. he even gave us his session time. Yeah, he yeah. could listen to this before he goes and watches oh, the movie. He totally could. That would be a great test. Maybe we should tell him. He won't do it. He no, actually won't do no it. No way, no way. I mean, he did say in our text chain, he's like, please tell me what happens. Don't do it. No, tell me. Please don't do it. Yeah. I'm like, he's in absolutely two minds about it. Because Although, we- well, I did have I did have a mate who's uh, posted over in Egypt at the moment, uh, so he's not going to have a chance to watch the movie for a couple of months. <laughs> and he's just like, just tell me. Just tell me. Oh uh, yeah, I wonder. I wonder whether like, I need like, to know. it would be better coming from you, <laughs> right? And I, I will say this because it is Thursday, and you know this is a non-spoiler uh, review of Spider-Man, and I'm not going to break that, even though I just prefaced it with that warning. But somewhat of even a non-spoiler of Hawkeye episode five, which aired last night, mm. uh, as time of us recording on uh, Wednesday the fifteenth. You know, that comes out around 5 p.m. Wednesday afternoon, Brisbane time, where we are, local time. I didn't get to watch it until... Mm, 6 p.m., trust me, I was waiting. Oh, 6, there you go. So you're bang on. I got to watch it at about 10. At about 9.45, um, I, you know, went to the bathroom. 
open up my phone. Okay, I'm a pig, but whatever. I did it. And we all do it. it was on Twitter, and I actually went to post something about Spider-Man. And then I'm like, hang on, no, I already did that last night. I was going to post a picture of the premiere, and I'm like, don't do that. Went back to the timeline, and it refreshed. And... Dangerous. You live in dangerous times. Up popped one of our lovely listeners, Damo. I'm sure Damo. Edwards, I'm going to name him. Not even a name in shame because it's not your fault, Damo. But I follow you. Uh, you've been a great fan of uh, Get Into Gates and Get Into Geek for many years. And uh, you're on my timeline and you go, oh, my God, Hawkeye, that ending, oh, my God. And so I went, okay, swipe out of the app. But as my thumb was swiping up my phone to get rid of the app off my screen, my eyes deceived me, Matthew. And I looked down to a picture that Damo had attached to that tweet. And I saw something, which then partnering it up with, oh, my God, the end of this episode. This show is amazing. Mm. It's, uh, we've heard for weeks episode five of Hawkeye was going to break the internet. Um, little did we know we were going to, well, we did know at that stage, but we were going to get to see Spider-Man No Way Home 24 hours before that and it's like it's hard to see anything breaking the internet <laughs> it's a big call it's a big call like for Hawkeye to go look this episode is going to drop the same week <laughs> as Spider-Man yeah. No Way Home and we're claiming we're going to break the internet Yeah, that's a big call and you know what for, for most of the world they probably did break the internet a little bit only for Spider-Man No Way Home to then rebuild the internet to break it again into yeah. several more million pieces yeah so we're not going to do that. My The long and short of what I just said is that we're not going to ruin anything. So uh, this podcast has already been going for mm. over five minutes now, and that's basically just us telling you that we're not going to ruin it, and yeah. we're only going to talk about it for a couple of and minutes. And also that if, if so. you're someone who's skipping Hawkeye, but you're going to go and see Spider-Man, mm. you probably should get on board Hawkeye. I think so, yeah. And and once you see once you see one, either one, because we saw them out of order, um, one or the other or both, you'll you'll you might understand why. And that's mm. that, that's not even spoil. You don't even don't you dare now, non spoiler listener, going. Well, you've just spoiled it. We're we're being so vague. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Professor X is in both. Okay. There. <laughs> I I ruined it for both of you. And um, he can walk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, blew my mind. That's what broke the internet. He broke his wheelchair first. Okay. So Spider Man, we were just talking off air, and it's, I'm like, why aren't we we're re- recording this? Because we're just it's the first time we've actually caught up properly uh, in person since we uh, since we saw Spider Man. And you and I did agree that. Well, I will say, obviously, get out and watch this film, and in the you know strange times, unprecedented times that we live in, uh, in the safest way possible, get out and see this. Obviously, as early as you can, but in the safest way you can, with as big of a crowd as you can. Yeah. Considering those other two warnings I just said, because this honestly is one of the great cinematic viewing experiences I think I've ever had and it, it goes beyond what was up on the movie like the crowd interaction you and I sat next to each other the other side of you was my brother us three we were in a crowd of over 350 people it may as well have just been us three yeah because I think we were leading the charge through a lot of it we were <laughs> I think there loud. was someone on one of Lincoln's social posts and it was just like uh, when he did a post about the movie and someone was like yeah yeah we could hear you up behind yes. us <laughs> <laughs> and I, I know that guy and I know where he was sitting and he wasn't right in front of us so uh, <laughs> I feel I feel sorry for everyone, but you know what? I feel like sometimes you know when when you do that, you're giving the rest of the crowd the permission to do so. And I've been a follower, mm. and the other night, I, at times I was a follower. At times, I think I was a leader in the cheers, and I yeah. was happy to do so because look, if if you're one of those people who went and saw Endgame and were in a, in in a in a viewing where no one cheered when Cap lifted Mjolnir. Mm. I feel really bad for yes, you. Yes, yeah. So yeah. I think it would be the same thing in this film. It's like there's so many great moments in this that it's like you need that crowd atmosphere. And also because we've been 
having to watch so many movies at home the last few years. So yeah. I think it, that was the extra thing as well to have such a big film um, with a big crowd who were really into it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, you're right. You need that that moment too. We... You know, we we went to a premiere of Spider Man the other night. Uh, it was a it was a great crowd. Obviously, there were there was members of the public coming along. But you know, uh, I work for a radio station. We were attached, obviously, to the premiere. And you know, some people that come along to those things, well, they're just coming because they're winning free prizes. Yeah, they're just coming because it's a free movie. Like they want to come to an I'm event. I'm pretty sure when we did June a couple of weeks ago, I'm pretty sure a couple of people walked out in the middle of that because I saw people go for what I thought was a toilet break. Yes, and did not come Never back. Never came back. Yeah, and it's like you know that that movie is an event in itself. It's a very different. Film to Spider-Man No Way mm. Home, obviously, but it's like those people, it's either how do you want to come to June and then walk out of that? Because I've never read the book, but I don't think it's a bad adaptation of no, the book. Film. It's an enjoyable movie. So you're only going there and walking out if you were just going there because it was a it was you got you want a freaking uh, a free ticket to a free movie. Mm. The other night though, while people that were there definitely wanted to be there, when we went to Endgame. We went to the first session of opening day. There was no premiere, I don't think. Oh, there was no right? freebies for that <laughs> they one. They weren't doing that. So we went Disney to like... were like, oh, you're paying for every <laughs> single seat. And when I say we went to the first session, we didn't go to the midnight session because I figured we were just old at that point. We went to like the 10 a.m. Mm. session. But again, those people that go opening day first session, those are people that want to be there. And to experience that with that crowd... That was incredible. Yeah. And and same with the other night. So and you know, that's that's not for any particular moment either. There were so many I'm gonna say, even though Endgame, you think of that, it Endgame, it's all in the title, that feels like it should have been the biggest movie to get the biggest audience interaction. I feel like it was all saved for the end in a way. Like you mm. sort of didn't know where the journey was gonna get to. Oh, sorry, where the journey was. You just knew what the end game was. Some big fight, and obviously everyone's going to sort of get together and maybe team up or something. And that's why everyone got so excited. Whereas with Spider-Man No Way Home, there are moments throughout the entire film yeah. that had everyone screaming, cheering, crying, laughing. Like, there's so, it was... Yeah, well, I mean, the first hour of Endgame was kind of a downer. <laughs> Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, remember, like, remember oh. being upset 12 months ago? Oh, we're going to make you do that again, just for mm. a little bit. Instead of five minutes of recap, it's an hour more of depressing setup. Yeah, yeah. yeah whereas Far From Home, oh sorry, No Way Home was very much, it was a roller coaster. I mean, it's a cliche to say it's a roller coaster, no. but it was so much ups and downs and exciting moments and really tense moments and then really sad moments. Like, I definitely teared up in a couple of moments. I was laughing. Uh, the shock value of a couple of moments as well, it was so interesting to be like and there was real real jeopardy more jeopardy than I felt in Endgame yeah like I was like oh this character this could be the last time we see this character mm, mm. Um, so it was really like oh shit what's th what's happening right now like it was really suspenseful and just like um, you know you and I and Link just grabbing each other just being like oh my god what's happening it, it, it was yeah it was so good so, 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 so. Yeah, so, and with that, yeah, go get out and... Obviously, you're listening to this. You're listening to two idiots talking about a movie. You're going to see it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not, you're not the finding... The oh, two of us talking about the latest Spider-Man movie, both in our Marvel t-shirts as we sit here. <laughs> you in Captain America, me in Phoenix, yeah. sitting here talking about Spider-Man. I wore a Spider-Man shirt to the premiere. Yeah. I, I was that guy. Yeah, I, I should have been that guy. I don't have a Spider-Man <laughs> Spider t-shirt. I, I wish had, I did. I had four to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> and I left my Captain America shirt at home, so I'm like, that's right, I'll wear it for the review so yeah i it's it's good like aside from this the experience of it it is it is a very good movie and what i said to you last week we were just hanging out together like over a week before the the premiere and i said look i'm excited for it 
I'm also nervous. I think that's fine as a mm. fan. It's almost probably the best place you can be. Don't go in it's expecting the, everything. It's the third Spider-Man movie curse. Like, yeah. you get the Maguire third Spider-Man movie. Mm. Poor old Matt Garfield didn't even get a third Spider-Man yeah. movie. <laughs> so it's like, this is the first time, you know, that it's like, okay, well, in the long time, we're like, okay, we've got a third Spider-Man film. Please don't suck. Please don't have. Please don't be. You know, um, Topher Grace's Venom. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's a pretty low bar. So yeah. it's like we. You know, it was always going to be better than that. But in the same way, M- Maguire's Spider-Man Three got a lot of flack for too many villains mm. and too much stuff going on. It's like, well, <laughs> this movie didn't have that worry. They were like, well, okay. So not only we're we going to give you, you know, Holland, we're going to give you Doctor Strange. We're going to give you a bunch of villains from not just our films, but previous universes <laughs> films. Um, and we're going to give you that all in the trailer. Yeah. We're going to give you all of that in the trailers. Um, so you know that those things are coming and we're still going to surprise you yeah. um, with other um, things in the movie. It's like, and they did it. Like yeah. at no point did I feel like, this movie is too long. No. Because it's, what, two and a half hours or something I think it like might that. even be over that. Somewhere between 2.30, I think. Yeah. yeah. And at no point did I feel, oh, this is dragging, it's too long. Mm. Uh, at no point did I like, oh, they've jumped the shark. At no point did it feel, like, clogged and jumbled and, and like, they weren't really rushing through anything. Like, I feel like there was plenty of character development, mm. even though there were so many characters. I mean, yeah. obviously, returning, you know, returning someone like Doc Ock, it's like, okay, well, a lot of that... I'm hoping that's not a spoiler. I'm hoping anyone who's watched this has seen you Again, know, the anyone, trailers. Anyone surely. listening to this has seen a trailer, yeah. Um, so, like, obviously a lot of that legwork has already been done. But it's like, yeah, it's been legitimately, like, nearly 20 years since mm. we've seen Doc Ock. Mm. Um, so it was good to be like, oh, okay, well, I don't feel like I needed to go back and watch Spider-Man 2 to get Doc Ock's story again to feel caught up. Yeah. Like, it was just like, oh, yeah, Doc Ock. I know I remember enough about Doc Ock that I can I can enjoy this movie. Mm. And they did that with all of the villains that they brought in. Yeah. Which, um, which was really great. Yeah. Yeah, that and that it's yeah, you just summed up exactly like how how I was feeling that um I, I said to you the words were it's promise and I tweeted this, for anyone who's following me, I apologize for for uh, repeating myself, but I said to you it's it's promising so much. The speculation, the rumors around it are quote unquote promising even more. And just, like you said, the stuff that is in it, it's like, oh my God, Sony, like, whenever Sony, like, because they're not Marvel, okay, they're Marvel adjacent, and, and Kevin Feige kind of oversees, we don't really know the makeup, but it's like, mm. Marvel approve of stuff, and they might sort of push them in a direction, but it's still Sony's film, like, they still, they might have to play in the Marvel sandbox a little bit, but they can kind of do whatever they want, I guess, because it's their character and their, and their world. Uh, I get nervous when I hear them going to do stuff. And even this film, when they're like, I think the first time we even heard, I think it was about 12 months ago, when Jamie Foxx was either announced or rumoured and then he immediately posted something and basically confirming it. He's not he's not posting to his own Instagram a picture of him as Electro and we're like, <laughs> oh, what, there's a rumour out there? Oh, no, this is me having fun. And when I first saw that, I'm like, hang on. So is he, oh, obviously they're just bringing back the same actor to play a, this a different version of the same character. I guess that works because multiverse, like, okay, well, all the Spider-Man ca- actors look different, but that doesn't mean that all the other... Oh, what are they doing? Sony, you're making me nervous. Is this some kind of weird multiverse thing? I get that mm. Spider-Verse worked and was great, but live action straight after that, you're making me nervous. And then bringing in Doctor Strange, and it's like, well, now you're you're potentially messing with someone else's toy. It's one thing to play in your own sandbox, but yeah. if you're borrowing your bigger brother's toy and going, we're going to mold him how we, oh, we broke his arm. Well, now you can have him back, have fun with it. You're making me nervous, man. And I just thought, I said to you, 
there's no way that it can work. Like I'm almost confident in saying there's no way that it can work and I'm fine with that because mm. it shouldn't work. The only thing it needs to do is not be terrible. Yeah. Just don't be shit. Just don't be as bad as, as Maguire's Spider-Man 3 yeah. and we'll be happy. Yeah. Like we had such a low bar for it in that regard. It's yeah. just like we were guarding ourselves. We were like, mm. we don't want to be hurt again. No. <laughs> we don't know what's going on. And I mean, there's there was a lot of mixed reviews about Venom, which was obviously Sony's last yeah. you know, Spider-Man-esque, you know. Um, adventure, which I mean, I en- I've enjoyed both of the um, yeah. Venom films. They're not amazing, and yeah. I haven't rushed out and bought them on DVD or anything like that. And that's to me, that's always the litmus test of yeah, if I sure. really like something. Is am I going to go out and buy the DVD and add it to my my library? Um, so yeah, we were nervous. It was mm. like, oh god, is this could can this work with this many characters? And it did. And I wonder whether it works too, because you just saying, oh, I didn't feel the need to go back and watch Spider Man Two because you know. Doc, I'm familiar enough, and there's all that character development set up there. I don't need to try to. Ref- I also have that issue. Well, I mean, one, we didn't even know whether it was the same Doc Ock. Sure, it's Alfred Molina, but it yeah. could be a different version. Well, like, mean, a, it doesn't have to be Maguire's Doc Ock. It can be the same actor, like oh, what I thought Electro was going to be. Well, and at, and, the, at the end of Far From Home, they kind of confirmed with we've got J. Jonah Jameson yes. played by J.K. Simmons. J.K. Yeah. Simmons, that's it. Uh, somebody else is going to F. Murray Abraham, and I'm like, no, that's not right. <laughs> um, but he's obviously not. The J. Jonah we know from the other films. Yeah. Like, he's not from the Maguire films. He, he wasn't in the, the Garfield films, no, was he? They no, they didn't have a... I think they had a, a shot of the bugle at some point, but we yeah, had no nothing right. to do with J. Jonah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that was kind of already there. It's like, okay, so it's the same actor playing the same role, mm. but has really nothing to do with the J. Jonah Jameson we knew for those three movies back in the early 2000s. Yeah. So it's like, it could be the same thing. This could just be the MCU's... Doc Ock, yeah. who happens to be played by Melina. So mm. it's like, we didn't know going in. We were yeah. just like, oh. And obviously the simplest way to go about that is to go, well, that Melina, that is the Doc Ock from, from Maguire's films. And, oh, this Electro, well, that is Electro from the Andrew Garfield films. Because otherwise, if you go in and go, hey, it's the same actor playing the same character, but he's from a different... Not only are we introducing you to a multiverse, we're introducing... Or reintroducing characters, but they're not. It's actually an introduction, not a reintroduction, because it's, it's it's like, okay, ambitious, please calm the hell down. Mm. I just thought, as long as it's not terrible, if it's meh, then it's better than terrible. That means it's a pass mark. And look, again, we could be riding off a high the other night, because the other night was amazing, just for us three sitting there, our extended friends that were there, a great crowd, just the buzz around it, the fact that we get to see it hours after the world premiere, two days before the rest of the world starts getting it. I... And even halfway through the film, and there was a stuff in the, that was seen in the trailer, some Doctor Strange and Spider-Man stuff that was going on in the movie, where I was like, this is cool, I just can't wait until tonight is over, because I just need to get through the, not even anticipation, but the kind of the, the anxiety of watching this for the first time. <laughs> of whether or not it's going to live up to everything that was definitely promised and mm. then was also rumoured about and speculated about uh, online. And I just need to get to my second viewing, know what's there, and then just appreciate it. But uh, despite all of that, we walked out the other night, we just turned to each other and we're like, what just happened? Yeah. That was incredible. I'll need to see it another three times to actually digest and absorb what I saw the first time. Yeah. And also listen to the bits that I missed from like that I didn't hear in the film mm. because of crowd reactions. Yeah. There were moments like that where I'm like, I could, there was something about to happen whether or not, you know, you could see it happening or 
we were involved in the laughter, but I'd shut up really quickly because I'm like, I know that person's going to react to that line and I want to hear that. And some mm. I missed and I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'm glad I got to live through that laughter with the crowd. Yeah. Other moments I was like, I really wish I would have heard what they would have said. <laughs> but that's what I love about re-watching movies and rediscovering. It's like, oh, I didn't hear that reaction because I was too busy, but now I'm watching it at home in my lounge room. And you know, and, and here we are. Like we'll, We will confidently say without spoiling anything, there are things that were rumoured about that do not come true in this film. At all. There are other things that were rumoured that do come true. And both of those things still make for an enjoyable experience. Because something that didn't happen, I'm like, it worked that that didn't happen. Yeah, at no point was I disappointed in this movie going, oh, I really, one of those things that I thought might happen... Didn't ha- an open was I like, disappointed that it yeah, didn't. It fit. Yeah. Yeah. Everything and fit. It was, it was so big too. Like if you go back to Homecoming, mm. yeah, it was very much Tony telling telling um Peter that it's like, be the local, be the local, you know, neighborhood Spider Man. You know, just chill things out. This movie was huge. Yeah. And I feel like the best part for me is the music really reflected it. Mm. I found the score. Yeah, it was was, great. was like, oh, you liked the Endgame score, did you? We're gonna like make something <laughs> sound even more epic and just like gargantuan. That it it really added the gravitas to when it was those really high impact sort of action moments. You were like, oh shit! And you, do you remember that Simpsons? This is a weird reference. So I'll get around it. That Simpsons episode where Marge goes and buys that is it a green dress and she wears it to a lunch with the pink ladies. Dress. Pink dress, right? She the goes Chanel dress, the, the pink with the black. And she found it for really cheap, and well, not even that cheap. She but cheaper than she thought. Bought it, right? Goes and wears it to a lunch with like these ladies, right? Mm. At a, at a, Society ladies, yeah, you know, at the, at the club. And then she goes out with them again. She wears the same dress because it's the only good dress that she has. And then they make comment like, "Oh, that's so cute, you're wearing that." And so she keeps trying to find ways of repurposing the same dress, mm. so it looks like she's got all these different clothes, and it works. I don't know why that was the first thing that popped in my head. And I apologize, <laughs> but it did. Because what I was going to say is the score, just that even classic, that dun dun dun, whether it's the kind of dun 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 dun, does whatever a spider, or even just the, uh, like whatever the main motif of this Spider Man score is, they reused that in so many different mm. ways in this score, in this film alone. And some of it was happy, some of it was sad, some of it was anthemic. Other yeah. it's, it's a bit cheeky. Other ones, <laughs> they're doing some science stuff, and they put like almost like a bit of an '80s sort of um, synth to it or something. Like there was some really uh, like bum, 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 bum. that's like mm. that score, that tune. They just did so many different things with it throughout this. Like it, it was like the composer was like, "No, I love what I've done so far." I'll just retweak that, make it sad, make it happy. And it just, it worked. And maybe it worked more because it was a score that you were familiar with. And it's like, hey, hear this. It means Spider-Man. Now Spider-Man is sad. Yeah. Now he's happy. <laughs> yeah. Now he's doing science stuff. Now he's doing something amazing. I, I don't know. It, it worked. And like you said, the fact that it was Homecoming, we're, we've still got the same director, John Watts. Oh, did, I was, was going to ask you that. Did Homecoming, did Far From Home, wow. did this. And very soon... I don't know whether he was after he was announced to do this. I think it was. He was also announced to be the guy that's going to direct the Fantastic Four. Whenever they do that, we don't know. Marvel has said that's obviously happening. They've even released a logo for it like two Comic-Cons ago or something. John Watts, this guy. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be not a big step up like Spider-Man's a small character, but just like it's about one character in a big world. All of a Mm. sudden, you're going to introduce four really unique-looking, powered, incredible characters that face off against other weirdly characters. And not an ounce of teen angst in the Fantastic Four. You're going to go from teen angst into a family dynamic, and Mm. 
that's you know that's what people really love about the Fantastic Four. How are you possibly going to nail that? How are you going to have the Incredibles and then yet do it good as well? Because yeah. the Incredibles is the best Fantastic Four movie that's ever been made. <laughs> and then I watch this and I'm like, no, the way that he was able yeah. to incorporate so much, like Doctor Strange and Spider Man, even or bringing actors who have played villains back into this role and still make all of that work. Yeah. And still make sure that none of our existing characters fell by the wayside. There mm. was still plenty of Ned, plenty of MJ, plenty of May, plenty of Happy. Like, none of those characters got left behind. I'm going to say, like, it's almost like their screen time... Well, for some of them, it definitely increases. Um... I'm trying to compare MJ especially. Like, obviously, and I was watching a clip of her the other day, Zendaya, and she said her favourite of the three is kind of Homecoming, even though she doesn't appear a lot in it because she likes seeing them as kids and it's a baby Peter and it's little Peter Mm. and it's little Peter in a big pond sort of thing. Um, She by far had less to do in that. Probably more in this than she did in Far From Home where it was increased as well, but not a lot. It's not like she all of a sudden has the sort of screen time that, say, Kirsten Dunst's MJ had in the Maguire films, right? Yeah, by no means. And still, what they, the, the, sort of like the the quality rather than the quantity. So the, the stuff that she had to do in her more but still limited screen time was so good. And, and Marissa Tomei. It wasn't wasn't just, Quippy, sarcastic no, comments because no. she was involved this time. She's in. She knows who Peter is now. Yeah, you know she's part. Like they're this little trio. So yeah, it wasn't just her on the sidelines, just being a sarcastic bitch all the time. Which yeah. is great. Which I can see why she loved Homecoming so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She had so so many great one liners in that. Just yeah. being a sarcastic bitch. Yeah. So. <laughs> but you're right. Like yeah, I think even Happy had more to do and more range. But Aunt May, especially like Marissa Tomei, obviously because of the way that Far From Home ended, it's like well. On a personal level, Peter's going to need someone. Obviously, mm. he's got MJ, but he's got his Aunt May. That that's she's Aunt May for God's sake. So yeah, the, they all their screen time doesn't get like exponentially increased, but they certainly have more to do than they have in the last two films. Uh, it's mm. just it's, but you, you don't feel like they're missing for all the villains no. that we're introduced to. You don't feel like they they got left by the wayside or anything yeah. was sacrificed. Yeah. It was a really nice balance of all those, which then, yeah, ties into what you're saying about the Fantastic Four. It's like Spider-Man is about a guy on his own trying to keep his identity secret from the world. Mm. Fantastic Four is a family dynamic. Everyone knows who they are. <laughs> like, it couldn't be two more different. That's correct English. Yeah. Um, superhero archetypes. Yeah. So it's, but from seeing this movie, I'm like, okay, I'm really, I'm really excited to see this guy. What was his name? The director? John Watts. John Watts. I'm really excited to see what he can do with, with this theoretical Fantastic Four. Yeah. I'm excited. And like, so, shouldn't have any worries about him doing handling more characters and that sort of stuff. And just what you're saying, the fact that all the villains and stuff, it, Spider-Man 3 is, is remembered for being, oh, yeah, that's right, the too many villains problem. Mm. You know, because what do they have? Three. Never at the, really the one time, but still three throughout one film because we'd had Green Goblin and only Green Goblin. And then only Doc Ock. And then all of a sudden it's like, let's have three. And it's like, why though? Yeah, that's you it because you were trying to um, wrap up the whole Dave Franco thing from the mm. first and second movie. So suddenly he's now, I guess he was Hobgoblin in that. I guess it was what they were trying to mm, get something. to. Something, yeah. But then on top of that, then you had Venom and then you had Sandman as well. It yeah. was like, that's a lot to try and squeeze into. I guess that was probably only, what, like a 90-minute movie or something like that. Oh, it would have been more, but, and it feels weird because they sort of separate. Like, you get about halfway through the film when you think Sandman has 
well, at least Spider-Man thinks Sandman has died, and then it becomes a Venom film, and then obviously Sandman sort of comes back into it. But and then obviously Green Goblin, like they sort of pepper you with Green Goblin at the start, and he comes back at the end, but then he kind of is a friend, and it's it's all weird. But that really set a not even a bad precedent, but it was just like it was a dirty word, too many villains. And then mm. you know when you got um, uh, I. Well, it's probably well, okay. I'm going to say franchise you don't like, but like the the Batman films and um and there were okay multiple villains in Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, but really it's like okay, well Scarecrow or or Rache, but not really like that movie's looked at this at, at afterwards as there were no villains. It was just about Batman. Dark Knight definitely Joker, but it's like well Two Face is kind of in there, and then there's kind of the mob, and then there's this and blah blah blah, and Scarecrow's in it. Third one, it's like okay, well. Yeah, you're definitely going to have Bane, and then you're definitely going to have this, and then Catwoman's going to feature, and, and people are like, oh, Spot, you're not going to Spider-Man three this, are you? <laughs> and every other time this pops up, you're not going to Spider-Man three this, are you? And it's 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 like it's like a Phantom Menace. You're not going to Jar Jar this. You're not going to yeah. have a shitty character. This should kill off the argument of too many villains does not work because they in this film. Sure, is, this has got to be the most amount of villains we've ever had in a superhero has to be. single film, right? Has like, I know, okay, I get it. Endgame or Infinity War, like you've got Thanos and then you know a bunch of you know his Black Order and then his horde of minions. And yeah, stuff. But that but doesn't I mean, this count. Is, this you know? is villains who have all had their own standalone films. Yes. in the past, they have faces, they have characters. They're not yeah. just like disposable armies, and. I mean, yeah, not not spoiling it, but it's like that you don't. They're not just they're not one dimensional. Like, hey, here's a bad guy no. for him to punch. It doesn't feel like there's just a bunch of action figures that are being smashed together like a mm. three year old kid, just like smashing. You know, it, they all have arcs, interesting storylines. There's a reason that they're all there. Mm. It doesn't just feel like fans, even though there are some fan servicey moments. Yeah. It's in a really good way. It doesn't feel like oh, they're just doing this just for me to go. Hey, I remember yeah. that. I don't. No, it was like, oh my god, I can't believe they referenced that. Yeah, like, and like the pitch behind it might be—it's it, absolutely a matter of convenience. It's a matter of, hey, what if this? Oh, that would be cool. Like, here's the room. It's not—it's not the how come room. Like, it's the—it's the, the what would be cool room. It's mm. like let's bring back the other bad guys, right? Yeah, okay, let's do that. And it is a matter of convenience. But then they go, well, hang on, what's how are we going to make this worth it? Right. We've also got to wrap, wrap up. Of course, they're going to make more Spider-Man films. Like, it's Spider-Man for Christ's yeah. sake. And they did make an announcement a few weeks ago. Yeah, we're going to make another trilogy or whatever. But, like, they still have to wrap up whatever they've done so far. They've also got to make an individual film that will stand by itself. And, okay, it does follow on from a big cliffhanger last time. Mm. But, but we also know as, a, as an audience, given that Doctor Strange is here... They also need to hand off to Multiverse mm. of Madness at some point as well. Yeah. So it's like there's there was a lot of plates in the air trying to juggle. Yeah. And I think they. Did. I think they did too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, I just I want I want to talk about more, much more, and we are going to mm. do a full spoilers review. We used to do them here. We we do a little non spoilers chat and crack straight into a spoilers, and I'm like, that's a bad idea for this film. We need to separate <laughs> these. Um, Obviously, we just want the numbers and the clicks, mate. No, but it's like <laughs> we don't want someone to accidentally walk away and come back and we're like, what about when this happened? Mm. So uh, we are going to chat uh, now. Well, geez, we've been talking for about half an hour now. For a non, No one's going to look at this as non-spoilers and go, you spoke about that for half an hour and you didn't say anything of substance. <laughs> You're full of shit. What I think we have done is say the same thing uh, in many different ways over and over again. But it's everything mm. I've, we've said is valid. It promises a lot. I'm not saying that you, if you think that this is too many cooks in the kitchen, there's too many bad guys, there's too many characters, there's too many different plot lines and threads, blah, 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 to, to work, that you're definitely wrong and that we're definitely right saying everything mm. works. I'm just saying 
hey, if you're feeling like maybe you're nervous, ah, it's fine. You'll yeah, be, yeah. Go in and watch go it. With, if you go in thinking, oh, this is never going to work, this is going to be horrible, mm. and you sit and criticise every time a villain shows up, mm. well, there's nothing we can do for you. But always say we were cautious. Yes. Going in, we're like, oh, this is a lot of but. At, yeah, it it worked. At no point did I feel like, oh God, just yeah. get rid of these people. They're in the way. Yeah, like it, was, it was such an enjoyable ride the whole and way through. On that, uh, definitely toilet before because <laughs> while you said before, there's so much in this and it just moves. It's yeah, two thirty, two forty, uh, runtime. I don't know that I could pick out a moment. And there are definitely moments that are a lot slower. And when I say slow, I just mean not fast-paced, action, cool, Spider-Man stuff, just quiet character moments that that. are silent moments. There's almost narration over slow-mo shots of someone's face. You know, like, I still wouldn't go to the bathroom then. No, there was at no point that I would have felt comfortable to leave the room. No, no, no at all. And we joked after, there is a moment we can go into it in our full spoils chat where, like, there's a big scene that happens and you're like, whew, got to catch my breath. A lot of action. Oh, look, this looks like a nice quiet scene between a couple of characters. Mm. I'll quickly go to the bathroom. That's a moment that you definitely don't want to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Um, well, and we always use the reference of we always make fun of Lincoln when we went and saw Rogue One. And mm. he thought, oh, I've got a quiet moment here with a couple of generals talking. Whatever. This is a fine time for me to go to the mm. toilet. First appearance of Darth Vader. Yeah. The entire first Darth Vader <laughs> like, dude, scene. He was in his... He was on his volcano planet. He was in his castle. Yeah. He was in his tank. We kind of saw him outside of the... And then, then he, like, strangled it. Lincoln's like, what? I'm like, how long did you piss for? Yeah, like, he's, like, he's like, what did I miss? And we're like, oh, nothing. Just Darth Vader. He's like, what? <laughs> the only character what? that I had previous knowledge of before this film. What are yeah. you talking about? So, yes. Go see it. Go enjoy it. Mm. I'm Wear a catheter. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If, 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 Do if, anything. Or bring in a nice... have a nervous bladder. I was sitting next to Maddie, and it, more times than I care to admit, I'm like... Is he going to notice if I try and piss in this Coke bottle? Because I needed to go to the bathroom for at least the back end 90 minutes of this movie. And there was no way was I walking out. And don't walk out during the credits. I know it's Marvel. No one that is listening to this is making this mistake. There are two. There is a mid-credit sequence. Always. There is a post-credits sequence that's uh, longer than you would expect. Mm. Uh, this isn't Homecoming where Captain America comes and sits on a chair for twenty-seven seconds. <laughs> this is a, this is a do not go anywhere. Nope. Just walk in before the movie starts and don't yeah. leave until the lights are on and the ushers are cleaning. Only then, and maybe not even then you should yeah. trust Marvel, but only then. That if you want to live dangerously, that could be your toilet break moment. Is between the first. Like mid credits scene yeah. and the end credits scene. You've got time though. Like, yeah. yeah, there's definitely time, but I also feel like, I mean, we're not spoiling it. It's a Marvel thing. Whatever happens in those credit sequences, that's almost when you want to be like turning to your friend and going, whoa, well, let's talk about that. You don't want to be going in there and holding yourself and urinating on uh, on a cinema uh, toilet wall at some stage. You want to be in <laughs> there d- experiencing this. So, Where do you go to the toilet? I don't wall? know. I was, wow. like, wall. I was going to say urinal and say, oh, I was trying to think of disgusting. Um, just, I'm jealous of you. Maddie's jealous of you. You guys that haven't seen this get to go and watch this for the first time. We yeah. will never get that experience again. And, you know, I still feel like it will be like Endgame is to me. I listen to the score of Endgame when I am driving. That's no way right. that I can watch anything. There's no dialogue. I still get goosebumps because I'm picturing what's happening in my head. And it still works. That movie is two and a half years. Soon enough, it'll be three years old. Yeah. And that still works. And uh, it still has that effect. I'm hoping this movie will do the same. 
even if it doesn't, you guys have got a first watch ahead of you. Go watch it and enjoy the hell out of it. It's it's awesome. It's so much fun. And for people in our world, people that listen to this channel, that listen to podcasts about people talking about movies that love this shit, uh, you're in for a real treat. This yeah. is really cool. So good. So enjoyable. God damn it. Let's talk some spoilers. All right. Yes. In our follow-up episode, we will be talking full spoilers. Um, I'm not going to lie. We're, we're going to post it pretty quickly uh, because mm. I want it there available for people who want to hear other people talking about this movie, just as I did. Maddie and I spoke about it in the car park for like 45 minutes afterwards. As from, is our standard. As is our standard. The moment <laughs> we left the cinema, we spoke to a bunch of other people uh, on the way out, down the stairs, all the way out to our car. And might have even been longer. From the moment the movie finished to us getting in our car and leaving, it was probably Probably an hour. Oh, yeah. And we had so many conversations with so many different people. Uh, We then were texting about it yesterday. Lincoln called me yesterday morning, and I don't know that he called me for anything, but we spoke about it for like (laughs) 80, 90 minutes. And um, um, all these other channels that I listen to, because I do the Get Into Geek stuff, I can't listen to our stuff, and no one else on the team had seen it, so uh, I was looking for other content to listen to, and no one else is seeing it around the world mm. that's wanting to release spoilers chat. So I want to be releasing it for people that are seeing the film, um, but obviously, you know, hey, do the right thing, as we're saying about all facets of life at the moment. Don't listen to a spoiler chat before you go and watch this film. Maybe more so this movie than yeah. any other film. I've had I've had the most um, sympathy for for Tom Holland now realizing oh how God. how easy it has been for him over the years to spoil things. Yeah, just holding on to you know all these secrets. Man, they would have drugged so, him for this film. Like they would have just made. He, he's, yeah, he's done really well. He's this been operating time at like sixty five percent his brain. Like they've just had him just not cognitively here for the last probably 18 months because you just know he's... Maybe that's why he looks like he's bored of the role. It's because he's just not enjoying life because he's got Kevin Feige with a trained sniper on him (laughs) 24-7 and holding his brother's hostage and stuff. Like, this poor kid, like, let him just get on with his life now and... And just be able to talk about anything freely until, like, another movie comes up and then he has to, you know talk about it (laughs) anyway that'll be on our follow-up podcast our full spoilers breakdown of spider-man no way home it is of course out right now if you are listening to us internationally i know in the states it comes out thursday night ish your time uh and then full open on friday around the world check your local guides blah 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 and uh check back for our full spoilers chat then uh otherwise uh maddie thank you for uh coming in early and uh, recording this and uh thank you for bringing in the uh, mcmuffins uh, (laughs) breakfast that we're doing this so maddie's on the treats today he was on the treats during the movie mate you you, i owe you you brought me maltesers during the film you brought me maccas now so the the point i'm trying to make is is i need to take you to more spider-man movies because you buy me food i'm down for that that's the way to my heart if that's the way i need to do it then that's fine sign us up (laughs) get into geek